All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, That's All Funny. My guest today is a uh, director and artist of the game Cookie Cutter coming out soon. It's a Metroidvania style uh, game. Let's just show a trailer real quick and uh, get a feel for it. My name is Cherry. I'm different than that mass-produced junk. I was built to entertain my creator. Lately, I can't understand what I feel anymore. They will pay for what they did to her. Wow, it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> that looks that looks amazing. No, it, it looks amazing. Like uh so Stefano, what uh like is this y'all's uh because your studio is uh is it the subcult joint? Sure, correct, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a studio, it's a newborn studio where 14 people works right now. Uh, right now we're just two because we're at the very end of development. We're polishing and we're porting. A lot of fun. Okay, I'm, again, it looks amazing. I'm just curious. Um, have, have y'all made any other games before? Or is this the first game uh, y'all as a team have developed? Uh, no, we did mm, games before. Me and the programmer, uh, he was my master. Now we work together. We did a really mediocre, bad video game called Zeros with another studio under another studio name for PlayStation 4. It was like a beat-em-up. It was bad. No, it was mediocre. And now uh, we're doing this. But me and Francesco, the programmer, worked together for so long. So there was Danly Matta. He came from a lot of experience. He came from Mortal Kombat 9. He's one of the artists who did the backgrounds. We had the producer of Fallout Tactics, Mr. Mark, um, and we had like other three members with other games, and uh, not major games, but with experience for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh man, no, it, uh, like I said, it looks amazing. It's got this hand drawn, and are those truly hand drawn or are they just animated like hand drawn? Everything is hand-drawn, frame by frame, and there is a lot of details each frame. 
because generally oh. animators don't use shader, shades or highlight when they draw the sprites they do just simple colors so it's easy to animate what we tried to do here was like to push this to the maximum of our capacity you know mm-hmm. not because not just to flex it you know it was like a challenge a personal challenge on let's see how much of good animators we can be yeah, let's have fun in the process and try to do our best the goal, the master, the direction we're taking, it's come from the big masters like Studio Ghibli and Disney. For sure, those are like masters that are like, are like million years away from us, but the direction is that one, you know? Let's try to make something beautiful as best as we can, and let's try to have fun, and let's make it weird as fuck. <laughs> no, it, it, it reminds me a lot of like Castlevania uh ashante I, I know i've played those games before that's what uh i recall because that nice hand-drawn animations where they they don't really age you know like uh games like that you see them and they they uh never really lose you know how beautiful they look because you could tell your team's putting a lot into it what what inspired this game and uh, how many years have you already been? Because it's been years, right, that you've been working on it? Yeah, it was six years. <laughs> Jeez. It was six years. In the beginning, it was just me and the programmer, and we did that for four years. And the last two years, we were 14 people because we achieved with the prototype to achieve to have a publisher. And so we got funds to do the entire game. And so I was able to hire professionals or people that I trust and that I love to work on the project. But six years, I really want to close it. I love it. I love it a lot, but I need a vacation now. (laughs) (laughs) And and as as far as the the, uh, story, the gameplay, the inspiration... What what came first? Did you have uh, a story first, and then you know you kind of developed the game around that, or did you at the beginning, you know, with the creation of it, just have the idea? Oh, this is what I'm gonna do, and then the story kind of came later on. Uh, how does it like? Where where does the seed start, and then sort of grow from there? Okay, the seed was the character. I. Mm-hmm was working at this character at Unity because I am a Unity employee. And this was a character that was discarded. I was trying to do this boring girl with red hair and a robot, robotic arm. Uh, it was cool, but a, a concept, a little boring concept. And I came out with Cherry and she was rejected. But I love her so much because of the aesthetic, uh, because she looks like a waitress. Uh, she's always upset. And I loved her, you know, the personality that came out from the first uh, sketch told me something like, okay, maybe we should try to make her move. Maybe we should try to make her kick. Maybe I can build it in unity. Okay, maybe it can become a game. And from there, it was evolving into let's do a game. Later, when we decided the gameplay first, that was our most important goal, uh, I already had a track in mind about the world or everything, how we can evolve. But later we hired a writer 
and he wrote the entire narrative for the game, the characters, the dialogues. Um, and this guy is in love with Tarantino movie, uh, Raffaele mm -hmm. Romano, the writer. So he wanted this to be a urban tale. Yeah, let's make this like cyberpunkish, dieselpunkish, cartoonish uh, game, but let's have like a really serious theme about uh, violence, about uh, monsters, about this robot we can call themselves. And we start growing this entire story for one entire year and developing for two entire years, actually three. Raffaele Romano worked with us in another prototype. And so we had the gameplay there. We had the twisted aesthetic. We had the narrative. And so we had everything back at time to say, okay, you know what? Let's do a prototype and let's try to find a publish. This can be something. And yeah, it went well. <laughs> well, that's... That's amazing. That's amazing because, uh, I mean, typically nowadays, uh, I feel like that's hard to find an actual publisher. I know a lot of people, they either make it their passion project to do it on their own time or they use a Kickstarter or a crowdfunding. So uh, it must have had a lot of like oomph in the story for a publisher to be like, yeah, we'll pick you up. Like. That, that sounds like amazing. I have a really unpopular opinion about publisher. Um, everybody, when they're indie gamers, they're scared about them because you know uh, they can be they can be bad person sometimes. But at the end of the story, it's business. And when you do business with someone, you need to grow the skills to understand, can this be a good partner for me? If we need to deal about this product that is a video game, that is something that I have in my heart, do I trust him? He will understand what we're trying to do. If you find a good partner, they will not break your dream, change it, trying to, talk, to tone it down. Rogue Games, um, we had a contract with Rogue, Rogue Games. They love the game. They understand the game. They want the game to be as best as possible, keeping all of the weird things in, the talking vaginas, the ultra, the ultra violence, there's a lot of weird things. And they were like, yeah, let's do more. Let's do that. And so it was cool. It's like, it's like being in a punk rock band, you know? It's not like mm -hmm. a publisher relationship with you. We're like a crew, you know? It's super cool. It's a really cool environment. I know that it's not always like this, but my opinion with publisher is that if you find, if you have the um, good instinct to find a good person, you can do uh, great work and you will preserve the art and the vision that you had in the beginning. No, and, and it sounds like it's a, a batch made in heaven because I feel like uh, if a publisher is, you know, spending the money, they would... I don't know, put in their feedback or ask to change things or maybe uh, tell you, hey, is there any way you can monetize more with microtransactions and all that? I don't know if uh, that was ever an idea or they ever meddle like that or they're just letting you go with no. your flow. No, 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 man. Otherwise, I would be... I shouldn't be the first one to tell them, guys, no, this is weird, let's not do this. But they, in first place, they, they are not like this, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's cool. No, that's lucky. and It's it's it's, uh, it's refreshing, one, for 
I mean, hand drawn is. I don't know. It's not a dying art because I know it's like kind of like in right now, hand drawn. So it's good. I it, hand drawn is amazing. Uh, but also the idea of a game without microtransactions is refreshing as well because everything, every game that's put out typically has a uh, microtransactions, you know. But at the same time, did you see a lot of indies with microtransactions lately? I see like mobile phone games made by indies or huge tribal AAA games made by massive monsters to a microtransaction. But indies generally, they do whatever they want. They try mm -hmm. the, the weird approaches, they try the secondary road just for the sake of bringing something new. This is the cool things about India. I never seen, maybe not even one indie with microtransaction, but from the one that I played, you know. Mm -hmm. But, but that's, that's really horrible. It's the death of of art. It's the death of of enjoyment. Yeah. No. And I could see a indie, you know, not wanting to do microtransactions, but you know, luckily you do have the publisher. You feel like they might want to like insist hey you know you think you could uh put that behind a paywall or you know wait and no. again yeah, it sounds if they would do this on the on the other side there would be us telling no we can't do it. it's a shitty idea no no let's not do it but again they never did so and i know uh what, what is the game coming to steam right at the moment the game will come out for Steam, but we're already porting it to other consoles. Uh, right now, the porting is already begun and it's going. Um, I hope that the idea, general idea, is to release it out there for any console, you know? Uh, but we need to be sure that we would fix it properly, you know? Because we want to have a solid product, the, as solid as, as we can possibly do, you know? Then I think that it's really important. Nowadays, there are a lot of betrays. You know, you feel betrayed that sometimes. And it's everywhere. Big company uh, releasing products that are broken, small company do the same. It's because of there's a lot of work to do. And it's not easy at all, man, because games are a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was easy, everyone would do it. I mean, it's it's pretty hard. And then to make a game that you truly like vision it and then it comes out as the vision you envisioned is is even better you know what i mean you you look like you're sacrificing anything you know yeah because from one side you get the vision okay vision is is fine i can have the vision it can be cooler it can be less cooler but to achieve that vision to become real you need to push a lot of discipline you need to push a lot of uh, work. You need to spend a lot of your awaking hours. You need to spend times of your life like a priest. You know, you need to be a slave of Mother Art to achieve the dream, to achieve the vision. It's a lot of work. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you are an artist, this is what you're living for, you know? Let's try to have this vision. It's not a perfect vision. It's raw. It's my first product. I need to learn a lot. But let's try to put it out there and present it to people just for the sake of creating something you know that is the best thing i think an artist can do even with the stress and everything it's really cool no it's amazing and 
As far as um the game, I know it has like it like you just said, it it's got a rider, it's very uh story driven as well as you know how the gameplay is. Do you plan to do any other type of media for it, like uh uh graphic novels or uh art or uh I, I you know how you know uh sometimes there's accompanying uh stuff to it. Do you think you can create sort of a or would want to create more of a universe for this game i would love to but first okay two things first the game it's not so story driven there is an important element of narrative but it's not a story driven game we put the story in pieces in game and if you find the pieces it's up to you to rearrange what's happening because in the game we give you a starting point, a premises. We give you the night where you get killed by Infonet. From there, we do a jump and the game starts. Everything that happened from the game, you will discover playing. But everything that happened before, you will need to find it and combine it to understand what is happening. So the component of story is really important because we love narrative. We love, we're crazy for narrative. <laughs> um, but again, it's not super story driven. For the other question about if I would like to develop it in more media, yes. But <laughs> but the cookie cutter is not it's not finished here. It's not a, it's it's not a, it's not finished with the game. Uh, we consider having a little trilogy, you know, to expand it. Our journey will okay. be over at the end of the game. Because we want to write it more, but be before doing that, we want to write it more and to expand the story and to expand the character. But before do doing that, we need to see if people like what we did. If they found it horrible, if they don't like it, it's useless to you know uh, continue the story or continue the thing. So let's say, let's see what happens when we release the game. Let's see if people like it. If people like it, I can tell you we already have a lot of content to do DLCs and continue the story until the end. Maybe not a DLC, but an, an entire uh, part two, not Cookie Capture Two, another the second part of the of the three parts. Let's see, man. We got so many ideas about it. So many. No, ideas. no, that's great because yeah, it's it's always good to uh, have the backup, especially you know hoping the game hits that algorithm of people that you know love it and understand that it took a lot of work into it and enjoy it just as much as as much as you put into it you know you and your team because just from that trailer alone it looks amazing you know it looks like you you all uh care about a game <laughs> and actually you know <laughs> or taking yeah, your time with it. Time, at the same time, as an indie, you can care a lot about one aspect of the game while you can lock on other aspects, you know? This is part of the game. Uh, I don't say that we lack in other aspects, but for sure, we are a small product. We are the first product of a, first, of a newborn company. So we're not ready to go out there and compete with modern Metroidvania, you know? We are other things. We are another product. We are a smaller product, but we put so much love in there that I think just by doing a small product, you can achieve that. I don't know if this makes sense. It's like a way 
in which you prefer to work. Prioritize some things to not prioritize others, even because you're a small team. So when it's about content, you can give just uh, so much more to people. You know, you cannot overdo yourself. We don't have hundreds of employees to work on things. Even if your idea, you know, you got an idea that can work like, yeah, let's make all of these collectibles. Let's make all of these upgrades and this and this. At the end of the day, you need to do that. The vision, it's, it's cool to have, but the work behind that is massive. So, yeah. <laughs> certain aspect of it better than other but one thing that i can tell you sorry if i'm being too long but i'm having fun no so, no, no i appreciate you no no <laughs> thank you thank you one thing that i can say is that our first priority was not the animation because often uh, games with good animations are slow are cranky because they want to flex how good the animation are we are responsive, man. If you touch the joy, but she flips, she she dash. It's super fast and quick and responsive. We wanted you to give you the joypad experience. Just going around with Cherry, we implemented so many statues in the animator that make her so smooth. She changed direction. She crouched down while she running. She crouched down running. After a jump, she's always crouched. If you jump and walk, she will crouch while she run. We created a lot of animation statues to give you the feeling of playing a cartoon, you know? That is the the cool things about Cookie Cutter at the I.O. Yeah, no, that, that's a lot of different frames of animation that each need to be drawn by hand. And I don't know, I, I, I get that. I'm not a I'm not an artist per se, but I've seen like I have my niece who draws little cartoons, you know, and every frame has to be there for it to be smooth. And when you're looking at a game that goes whatever, 30 frames, 60 frames per second or whatever, it's it, it, it's a, and then hand drawn. It's a lot of drawings yeah. <laughs> for every yeah. single thing. A lot of fun again. No, it's amazing. Um, And I just have a question about. And this is just your opinion too. Uh, the whole idea, you know, AI is getting real big, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, do you see yourself using it to help you uh, make games? Do you have an opinion on it? Do you, are you against it? Are you for it? Like, as far as for whatever aspects you could use it for, either developing a game, writing a script, making a character, do, do you. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about it, about AI becoming like how it is? I'm totally not against. I think that being against it, it's, it's, it limits yourself. And I don't think we should live our life by limiting ourselves. We should try things, especially this one, because it's really fascinating. But at the same time, I'm in love with human mistakes. I'm in love with human. For example, I don't like a lot of the games when the map is generated randomly by the computer because i love the human that there is a human that generates that map because he wants me to have a progression and feel something you know it's mm -hmm. about imperfection it's about the human hand the way i will put decoration in this room after that one and at the same time i think about the ai i can tell you for sure if the 
uh, an AI program will be able to do me the in between between the frames, I will use that all day long. So I will put a key pose of animation in here, a key pose in here, and she will do the in-betweens with all of the shades, with all of the details, with all of the little tattoos. I will do that every day. No, yeah, it, it sounds... It, it, and that's the opinion I usually hear and I agree with is uh, it's, it's a good tool, but it's not good to like lean on completely as like a crutch for everything. But if you can, like you said, use it to save you some time uh, with something, why not? Like, a, you know, that just like any other tool, you know, at the end of the day, you cannot replace the artist and the artist's mind. If you are a good artist, you can use AI to help you in doing things, but don't think that if you got zero skills, you will be able to create art you will have the art assets but when you combine them you will have no taste because you didn't perform and make the art muscles grow makes you understand that element a is working good with element b if we put them together they are amazing but if i combine element a with element c it would be like Ugh. and you <laughs> don't know that you will have the ai making you the art and when you combine it it will be <laughs> and one thing what one thing i wanted to ask and i like completely skipped over it the music for this game do you have uh someone composing the music because you know i saw the trailer like without the music when you sent it to me and whenever i just watched it right now i'm like oh that music's banging like it's a uh, some pretty hardcore techno uh did you have someone there writing the music as well yeah, we got Nicola Campo, that is our, is our uh, musician, and he worked at the project since the beginning. And we both come from bands. We were playing when we were kids until 22. Uh, I was in a punk rock band, and he was in an indie, uh, metal, weird, diesel punk band. <laughs> so we, when we met like okay man let's do a game but let's do a game with really good vibes I mean with the vibes that we like we get super excited and we start working on Cookie Cutter and we want to give to Cookie Cutter an identity when it comes to music you need to imagine that when we talk with the publisher <clears throat> one of the pitch point for the game was we imagine Cookie Cutter like a video of the 90s MTVs a music video of 90s MTVs. If we achieve to do that, we will have a groovy game, a game that it match our vision. <clears throat> so we started working with him with this clear idea of having um, like industrial metal mixed with techno, mixed with Japanese pop. We had weird ideas, we started working on it. And later we were able to hire with us Studio 256 they work with the Italian School of Comics, Scuola Italiana di Comics, and they are an entire class of people that are teaching you in Rome how to do music for video games. All of them, the entire school, worked with Nicola to do the music of Cookie Cutter. So we got music from students, from professors, from masters, from profs, and with Nicola, we got this huge manpower to do the music of the game. We experiment with it a lot, and we're really happy about what we have right now. It's really different, no. yeah, because right now out there, 
there is a lot of medieval pixel art, Metroidvania about Gothic and everything. It's like metal with the violin. You know, everything is. <laughs> we went for another mood, man. Let's do the prodigy in the 90s. Let's do the techno scene. Let's do the punk rock. Let's do something else. Let's put to the, on the market something new, even just for the sake of it, even, even just because, you know, let's try it. Yeah, of course. Like, why not if you're able to, you know, some some games are, are like built just on their music. I can think of like Silent Hill or, uh, you know, like uh, what's the, you know, just the older games where you had the 8-bit music composed. <laughs> that That's just your favorite Silent Hill. I'm sorry. What is your favorite Silent Hill? Um, you know, that's hard. Uh, I know two is like the best, but I like the music of part four of oh, the yes. room. I love, <laughs> I love the room, man. I was so scared when you look at outside of your door and there's you bleeding like this. It was like, Jesus, no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I know. And and it, the music is just great, like, I don't know, it's it's amazing it, i don't know i don't want to say it's better than the game itself because the game is you know it has its imperfections of course uh but you remember it you know because of that yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah. music yeah, is really important it's super important yeah oh no very important especially when it goes with the game uh let me show here let me see I can add this. So here is Cookie Cutter on Steam. Uh -huh. uh, just the uh, it's it's coming soon. I know. What did it say? The date? Uh, summer of 2024, I believe. We're trying to uh, aim for the end of the year, but again, it's depend on how polished is the game. We're taking our time to make it right. So. As soon as it's ready, it's out. But if it's not polished, we will not get it out. And right no. now, we're really close. But every time you fix a bug, three more bugs pop out, and you get crazy every time. So <laughs> we're working hard. We're working hard as soon as possible. Coming soon. No, Coming. no and it, you can tell y'all are working on it. Because, uh, yeah, again, just from the trailer... Uh, the art, the idea, and here's the description here. Love turns to rage and chainsaws in Cookie Cutter, a totally unique hand-drawn 2D Metroidvania. Become Cherry, a violent android on a rage-filled quest to save her creator. <laughs> so uh, I know anyone who wants to can add this to your wish list on Steam so that well, you get updates as far as... um when and where it'll come out and yeah no i i can't wait for this i know i will buy it i'm sure i'll get my niece to play it even though it looks a little <laughs> yeah she would love it <laughs> yeah oh yeah she she loves this stuff uh she's such a uh anime fan and it's got that nice like anime uh vibe to it and the kind of characters that you uh make fan art from you know uh, I, I know she'll love it. Uh, I'll play it too because it just looks good. Like I said, I, I'm a big fan of Shantae and uh, 
it it gives me that vibe as well too especially the hand drawn uh animations to it but um yeah i hope uh you know i hope you nothing but success stefano in uh you know getting the game made uh i hope nothing slows you down even though it sounds like uh you know <laughs> time's already kind of moving slow but it it you know it's it's about uh what is it it's it's a it's a marathon not a sprint you know it's so. a long we're we're super close super close but it's tough the last part it's really tough but we're really close man thank you so much yeah really and uh, of course people can find uh on steam i have the link there on the bottom just look for cookie cutter we got your twitter here uh cookie cutter dev and your Instagram, cookie cutter underscore dev. Is there anything else you want to tell, uh, you know, uh, the people <laughs> or push anything? I think we said everything and beyond everything. I'm happy about it. All right. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to come on. I appreciate it. Again, I that. hope. Yeah, no, thank you. And I hope nothing but, again, success for you and your team. And can't wait to play this game. It it looks uh, amazing, sounds amazing, and uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, everyone check out Cookie Cutter. Uh, whenever it does uh, drop, eventually it will get here soon. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the future. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, thank everyone for listening. Take care.